Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, welcome back to the Oversharers podcast. And my name is Hala. I'm Carlton. And let's get started. Woo! Guys, today's Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day, ladies. Happy Galentine's Day to we the Gallies. We love you. Oh my God, today I was driving and I saw like a bunch of construction men coming out of a flower shop with lots of red roses. Good for them. Do you remember on the tube? Like, yeah. Like, oh. There was this man with just like a bag of balloons loads of flowers oh and he went to selfridges let's not forget that oh, yeah. little did yellow you, bag did you cut that as well <laughs> little yellow bag oh some men are treating their women rightly yeah they're treating them good mm-hmm. um how have you been this week Colton? we've had a very Fantastic. long week yes indeed first of all we went to dublin for the first time ever yeah, but we didn't get to really experience much of it, did we? No, yeah. no. But I feel like the people that we met were just so nice. Like, Irish people are just so nice. Genuinely so nice and chatty. Just like, super everybody chatty. that we came across had a chat with us. Literally. Can and they were so nice. They were so nice. I just feel like they're very welcoming. And you'd never get that kind of... Ever in London. In London. Do you think that kind have... of reception? No. Everyone is just so mean here. <laughs> no, honestly, the coach, the bus, the, the cabs, the cabs. The first cab guy was my fave. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was really funny. funny. Um, yeah, I just I feel like all round, just really nice. Irish people. people are very nice. Very nice. I saw this TikTok, and I don't know if it came up because the algorithm was Irish, <laughs> but basically, <laughs> it was like. So the, the title was something along the lines of how my family, how my Nigerian family received my Irish husband. Okay. And then all of a sudden you just see them all dancing at the wedding. It was amazing. I love it, honestly. <laughs> it was like Irish people wearing like traditional Nigerian clothes. Oh, no. Nice. And I was like, wow. No, I actually love it. And I understand what people mean by Irish charm. Irish I get charm, it. yeah. I really do. They're just, it's their accent. It's the. It's very smooth. They just know how to hold a conversation. Yeah, man. Listen, if there's any Irish smileys out there. Hello. Hello at us. Hello at us. We really want to speak. <laughs> we want to understand what makes London depressing. Because honestly, <laughs> I've seen a different life. Even when I was taking a walk in the park, this woman was just smiling at me walking up. Do you think that ever happens in London? Anyone will ever smile at you? No, they'll either just like stare at you or they'll just be really moody and just Literally. look down. And look and depressed. Look <laughs> Do you remember we were on the tube back and then I was like, doesn't this remind you of New York? Oh my God, New York was very depressing on the tube. Oh, oh my God. You could just, you could see despair. Yeah, you can just see sadness. Everywhere. But, you know, we didn't try the tube, we didn't try a train in Dublin, but I'm assuming it's a lot happier. It would have been like, 
People are just like nice. Yeah, literally. People are having nice conversations. <laughs> anyway, why did we go to Dublin, Carlton? We went to Dublin to see our favourite artist ever. I mean, I wouldn't say he was our favourite when we first went, but now he's my favourite again. Well, coming back from that trip. Yeah, I, I loved it. Love him. Love him. Honestly, amazing. Chris Brown, if you're watching this, <laughs> if you're watching this, Chris Brown, you are him. fantastic. Just all round top performer. Performer. Kept me engaged. The dancing. The singing. The singing. It was just, it was really... just like... I don't know, it was like an experience, it wasn't really it? It was. And I just felt like when he sang forever, it was like... <sighs> it was just like my childhood self coming, coming back out, again. I've screaming. always wanted to see that song live and it just came back. But did you know, on night two in Dublin, the second girl that he brought up to the stage, he actually kissed. What, is that like real though? Is that confirmed? She said that well, he kissed come on, her. Like, we can't go. But it looked like, it, it was a lot more energetic, that's all I've got to say. It didn't give her, like, he the first night he like, weren't giving it that much. The thing is, you couldn't tell from the angle of the video whether or not they actually kissed. Very you could close. just see their faces, yeah, were really close. And then it just was hiding it. And then it just cut out. So Even the illusion, even the fact that I even thought they kissed, just gassed me. <laughs> I was like, why didn't that happen for us on the first night? What, did you want to go on the stage? Absolutely not for me. I'm a married <laughs> woman. Excuse me. I, mean, I, I want to see that fantasy shown for someone chair? else. Did you want Chris Brown to go like If I you? went on that chair, just <laughs> best me. We've got the way he sat on the woman, then he just went. He went. <laughs> <laughs> if I were, I have to think about that actually. I if I, I was on never. that chair, I'd, I think I'd start laughing. I'm, I wouldn't know. I might want to get chuckled. Like, please, 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 please. Hang on, your hair over there. Stand over there and sing to me. Don't touch me, please, brother. I can, I can look at you. Yeah, well, I'll just watch you from a distance. But please don't touch. No, you goods. must have a lot of confidence. <laughs> I would squirm. I'd be screaming. I'd be like, what the hell? No, I'd be really scared. <laughs> Where are you? Some girl on TikTok was like, I'd be all over him. I would. And I was like, really? Would you, though? In that situation, I'd be shook. I, don't know, I wouldn't know what to do. I, I'd just be really embarrassed. Oh, and my like, God. All those videos. Oh. Everywhere. I'd be embarrassed because you could just see... Because every single person in that concert was holding up a, their phone. Yeah. So can you just imagine they're like... Yeah, oh watching you. Watch you while Chris Brown grinds on you. No. Oh, dear <laughs> that's, God. I mean, that's not a bit But I do believe on the second night, I think he fancied that girl more. Because he was giving her the eyes. She was very beautiful. Very though. beautiful. You know. Yeah. Shout out to you, darling. Yeah, well done. Well done, you you scored. <laughs> Whatever you, I mean, they probably kicked her off the stage afterwards, but <laughs> who was that artist that like brought someone on stage and then realised they weren't really attracted oh to them and then told them to Oh my god, it was YG. That was so, so horrible. That's really bad behaviour. I think that's really rude. That just shows me he goes for a particular BBL type of girl. Mm particular body type do you know what i mean and it's like mm. and he gassed her up and then he nice. just walked like, away from her when she got really close that's when he just walked away how i would literally die no, on the that floor that would be so embarrassing i would never come out of my room i don't think i'd like, be able to i don't know what i'd do to be honest i'd just be really i'd like, run to him esther yo come back how dare you body shame me because i ain't got a bbl bum do you know what i mean that's rude i know that's really mean 
Anyway, if someone said to me, "Name your top five rappers," like I'm no, really not into really hip hop like that. that. Who's because top five? do you know what it is? Who's I your top like five? Go on. My top five rappers. Yeah, top five of all time. That's so difficult. That's how black people suss you out. You know that. All right, I'm gonna start by saying number five is probably Rick Ross. <laughs> can I just say why because Rick Ross is the type of person to really gas you when you're on the treadmill oh okay do you know what I mean so in the gym from a logical perspective yeah okay. in the gym I would say Rick Ross because I'm just like yeah yeah I'm getting gas I'm yeah he's like okay. I'm a boss I'm like yeah I'm a boss <laughs> I'm a boss I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get these abs yes okay. and then and then number four, I'll probably say Rick Ross. So random. I know. I thought you were going to say something like J. Cole. Oh my God, I completely forgot about him. Can I put him in there? Yeah. Well, you I'm going to put. You said four, three, two, I'm going to put J. Cole. I'm going to say Drake. I'm going to say Jay Z as probably number one. And I also like Snoop Dogg. I want to put Snoop Dogg in there because okay. Snoop Dogg really riles me up as well. Nice. So are those your top five then? Yeah. So it'd be like, so Jay-Z, Drake, Snoop Dogg, J. Cole and Rick, Rick Ross. Ross. But okay. wait, wait, wait. I feel like a Nipsey Hussle should be in there. Do you know what I mean? But Nipsey Hussle, I'm not really mm. too sure about. Am I saying that because I'm grieving? Being, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. So it's hard. And then there's also like Tupac and... Biggie, like, it's just hard. It's hard. Yeah, but I'm so, I'm trying to go by people who are alive. Okay, wait. Let me swap it for you. Top five artists for you, alive and dead. Yeah. Oh, artists all together. All, all together. Oh, I can answer this because I listen. I don't. I'm not really a rap girl. You so. like Harry Styles. No, Harry's not my top five. Is <laughs> although his last album was amazing. Top five artists. You guys really don't rate me. If you think <laughs> Harry Styles, you really don't rate me. <laughs> oh, Honestly, God. do you know I don't really listen okay, to... Okay, top three. Well, I'll be on. honest, I don't really listen to a lot of music these days, but I would probably say, like, just going by what I know of the artist and the songs of them that I used to listen to, I would probably say, like, hands down, Drake, mm. first album, you can't really... Like, Drake has best a lot of, like, amazing really album, albums, yeah. and he's got loads of features as well. And then I've got to put Chris Brown in there because, you know, Mm-mm-mm. that's a bit of me. Mm. And then now I've got to put a female in there, so my female would probably bit be... diversity, go Yeah, I've got to just spread it out a little bit. The female that I would choose in my top three is probably... You're not going to say Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> I redeemed myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Guys, yeah, last I was, week. I was thinking, should I say Nikki? And then I thought, no. Oh, Nikki's one of mine. Let me say Beyonce just to redeem myself from last week. Because you're not a hater. Do you want to just address that quickly? Because you're not a hater. I'm upset about my comments on Beyonce, but they were more so conspiracy rather than fact. And to be honest, I mean, if I look at Beyonce and just her general career, like she's a very amazing woman. Do you know what I mean? I really admire Beyonce. Thank you for your YouTube apology. I appreciate it. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but anyway, I honestly, no, like, but I do. I know no, you like I really that. like it. Like B Day is one of my all-time mm. favourite albums. Do you know what I, I mean? agree. That but was I a just, good album. I'm just not a fan of Renaissance. Renaissance. Is it Renaissance or Renaissance? I don't know, but I'm a bit dyslexic, so you know me. Yeah, I think it's Renaissance. Rena- I think it's Renaissance. But then I feel like Renaissance. The Renaissance is, era. I feel like right? Renaissance is. Uh, 
is an American term and then Renaissance might be British. Yeah, I don't know. You know anyway, right, let me do right, mine. You, you go. So okay. we top five or three artists of Shall all I time. do? I'll do top five because you did top five rappers. No, do you know what? I just after... Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. <clears throat> okay, cool. So what was I going to say? Um, right, my top five. First one, I'm going to say Beyonce because I actually really like her. B-Day, number four, favourite albums of all time. Mm. Renaissance just got into it recently. Um, the, I would say, Energy. It's a really, really good song. I should have put Nicki Minaj in the rappers. Mm. Right, I'm taking off Rick Ross and putting Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj in. My second one is, I'm going to be judged for this, but it's Taylor Swift. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. I know. Listen... Taylor's pen game on point. <laughs> and she writes her own, own song. Her songwriting on point. She's actually very talented. I'm so sorry. She bloody and you is. know Taylor Swift, I'm not going to lie, I've not listened to any of her new stuff. When her first album came out, best believe I was hooked. Mate, the songwriting skills, 10-10. 10-10. When you're on your period, you just broke up with a guy, someone hasn't returned your text, put on a Taylor song. It will redeem you. I'm not, do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just saying that. Anyway, Taylor, top favorite song from Taylor at the moment is Cardigan. You should all listen to it. It's amazing. Right, next one. <laughs> moving on. Right, moving on. Right, swiftly. Swiftly. My next person, who is on my thingy? My next person, I'm going to say Scissor, because recently I listened to her last two, her new album is of really all good. Time. Oh, I was doing of all time. Mm, okay, of all time. Let me change Scissor to Adele then. So is Taylor Liza. definitely in your top five all, all time, time artists? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Wow, yeah. have she been getting you through some dark times? Uh, yeah, let's just say <laughs> a lot of periods, a lot of hormones. It's just got me through it. I'm just saying. Anyway. Yeah, oh my God. Taylor is so good. Have you ever listened to... I'm going to name you three no, songs to listen to. I've only listened to her first album. No, her second... Uh, oh, that is dead compared no, to not. what I'm talking to. But obviously she's grown up. Do you know oh, what no, I mean? No, no. I know Taylor girl. from when I was like, like seventeen years old. Do you know what I mean? And then okay. I never listened to her again because okay. I grew cool, up. Because cool. I thought her Taylor, music big girl now does big girl music. She put oh. like big girl pants. Oh, really? I'm fancy. Okay, mm, cool. Mm. Right. So of all time, I'm gonna say Nikki next. I'm doing a lot of females. I'm gonna say Drake. I went for an era where I liked most death. Most death. We went to go see him as well, which is very... Were you there with me that time? All-time favourite artist, most dead. I actually I actually like a few songs. Can we... Can I we don't listen. The thing is, though, I don't I listen I've like doing a lot of talking. You're not doing a lot of picking. There's, like, seven artists that you've mentioned. No, I haven't. Oh. I've named Adele. Right, I've okay, named okay, Taylor. Start, start from I've the top. I've named Nikki. Okay, fine. Start from the top. In My, order... Okay, Beyonce. Top, in, Taylor. Okay, wait. Can you just let me finish? <laughs> In order, top five. Start with number five. Go all the way up okay. to one. My number five is going to be Drake because he gasses me up. All right. Cool. Cool. My second, my number four is going to be Nicki Minaj. Mm-mm. My number three of all time. Mm, I'm going to say Coldplay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just thinking been. about my play. Why are you laughing at my playlist? What? Because it's not all rap. No. But these are people that I listen to all the time. I'm going to say Coldplay. <laughs> My <laughs> second one. Why well, are you laughing at Did Coldplay? you say Coldplay's number two? No, it's three. Right. Okay, so Coldplay's number three. And then my second one. My first one's definitely Beyonce. My second one. Taylor Swift. 
she's not she's not worthy of two though. I'm oh, this is really. I don't know who my second one is. Do you know what? Anyway, I just we like them in... all equally. I just I, I can't honestly. I no, I'm gonna stick to Taylor number two because I actually really like her at the moment. This is the season that I'm feeling. I listen to. I don't really listen to a lot of rap. I'll be honest. But I top like rap groups to. that gas me up. Um, top rap groups that gas me up is. I feel like I used to listen to a lot of rap, but then mm. you just grow up. It's just hard to no. follow. It's too many words. It's too just many too, it's too I much. I just can't keep up anymore. I'm getting older, slower. I do you know what I mean? I'm not even into the trends. I'm I just, just need very, slow. Even though music. I'll move on and just say I'm really trying to get rid of music <laughs> because it's, it's, it's just it's taken over a lot of things from an Islamic perspective. But, you know, that's a goal I'm trying to reach that I haven't reached yet. So we'll see. Mm. Anyway... We went to go see Chris Brown and it was amazing. Do you know what it is? It's really hard with Chris Brown because just in terms of just music alone. He's amazing. Yeah, and just being an artist and a performer, he's very incredible. Like he's, I feel like he's out of this world if you combine all three elements. But just his social life over the years and just, you know. The choices that he's made. The choices that he's made haven't been good. And it's like, how do you separate? Can someone be forgiven though? How do you separate um, the choices from the artists? Exactly. But then it's like, yeah, yeah, I I get you. It's like now, I don't think I could ever listen to R. Kelly again. But he makes great bloody music. I know. Do you know what I mean? I, I know. But honestly. I just can't listen to him it's after just so what he did. Hard. Yeah. R. Kelly was incredible. M- Musically. Musically. Music wise. So just, it's like it's just oh but then that and then listening back to it, having you know known with what, the knowledge yeah. that you have and then realising you know, the songs were really sexual. I know. Do you know what I mean? It's very triggering. It's just, it's just really uncomfortable to listen to now. Anyway, forget music. <laughs> like I said, holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Do you know what I mean? The holy days are coming. I don't know, I see Ramadan as a bit of a holiday. It is, it's a break for your body and your mind and your mm, soul. It's a holiday. I'm actually really excited for Ramadan this year. You know what I really want to do? Mm. And I'm putting this out into the world. I really want to go Umrah. Oh, me too. I really want to go Umrah. Honestly, I just feel like I've seen so many people and like my stories go and it just I makes know. me like, I love my barrack to you guys. But wow, like imagine experiencing that for yourself. You know, my mum said to me the other day, you can only go Hajj when Allah invites you. And that really scared me because he hasn't invited me. Also, just book a ticket. I know, but it's like the <laughs> urged. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, so, so basically, the concept you know, in your you mind just, where just you going on Google right now, booking it is a live. I know, <laughs> I get that, but that's amazing, isn't it? But it's the idea where it's like, if you haven't mentally prepared to go to Hajj, you don't ever go. Yeah, like it's like an invite, and then that invite in my head, I'm like, subconsciously, it, it makes you want to go even more. Like, are you prepared for Hajj right now? It costs a lot of money, you know. No, I've got student loans to pay. Mm. Anyway, guys, I think we can swiftly cut it there. I don't know if you guys remember 
two or three weeks ago, we asked you guys to send us some happy stories, some happy relationship stories or marriage related stories. And because it's the day of love, in the spirit of Galentine's, because we want to share positive them. stories, we're going to go ahead and read them. Indeed. All right, so story number one. Positive story number one. Salam alaikum, my dear sisters. I hope you're both well in health and iman. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam. I know you wanted a positive story, kind of, so here it is. I have been married for more than a decade and have multiple children by the grace of Allah. But I have to say that I have finally accepted that my husband is in fact the love of my life and actually in love with him. Oh, oh. I love that. Okay, hear me out. I know that sounds crazy. I have always loved my husband, but I have no idea what love is. Our marriage was more based on basic respect and friendship and occasionally benefits. Okay. Let me go back to why I have come to this conclusion. My mother has always advised me to never show a man that you love him. In fact, I came into this marriage with demands and requirements, which was always adjusted by me, acting like cats later, (laughs) every now and again. I never had any problems. He didn't cause me any problems. But considering I still was doing all my errands for my mother and my siblings, my own family just became an extension of my original family. Okay. I went every Friday and came home in time for Sunday evening, in time for school on Monday. I would leave at 6am or 11pm just running after my mother. If I, if I didn't, it would somehow show that he was somehow controlling me. So I went and he never complained. I would babysit for my siblings during the week in my home and visit my family home in the weekend. It was very normal for me until Allah has tested me with my health and had surgery and none of my family were anywhere to be seen. I wasn't able to run around for anyone and no one ran to support or help me or my babies. It still didn't wake me. I continued running for them. Then lockdown happened. Let's say me and my husband got to know each other. (laughs) Like he would stare at me whilst we ate bread. (laughs) So funny. Like, he would stare at me whilst we ate breakfast he would make for me. Oh! We had Ramadan and made food together. I mean, he would stand behind me needing dough for samosas, lol, like a movie. Oh my god, this is cute. And played board games without the kids. Attentive husband, I'm loving this. He one day said to me, you make me so happy and I can't lie, taking compliments isn't my cup of tea. (laughs) So I responded with, who rejected you? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds oh me of me in high school, something I would say. But that <laughs> night I felt so good, I had butterflies. I love my family dearly, but I realised that I can still grow my family and still fulfil my duties as a daughter. I don't have to reject my family to be worthy for my mother. I closed myself to having this happiness because I thought it's a way it's a way men use and abuse women in our community. So I went in with a defense wall and literally felt paranoid about everything ready for a fight. But now I secretly love him, but still would never admit it to him <laughs> without, without insulting him straight away. 
Thanks, girls. Do you think mums in our community hold on to their adult children and prevent them from leaving the nest? I don't... You know what it is? First of all, that's such a lovely story. And your husband sounds like he's so nice. Yeah, he sounds like a dream. He sounds like the most attentive husband ever. Like, But you know what's really interesting? Because I'm not going to lie, I know this couple um personally and they've been married a very long time and I and it just it made me laugh that obviously it was a process of getting to know each other it wasn't like an immediate like right I know him he knows me I know what he likes you know do you know what I mean it was like a process of just understanding each other like learning what each other's habits are and like growing in love which yeah. I just, I find so fascinating. It's just so cute. Because the way we hear about love stories is, you know, like love at first sight or like you'll hear, you know, like that people have been dating for X amount of time and therefore love each other and then get married. But then we don't hear about... What's happened after. What's happened after. And we don't see a trajectory of love increasing within mm. relationships or the opposite of yeah. love, like break. We see more of love breaking, breaking down, down more than, than we relationships see increasing in growth, growth. Yeah. in love. So that, that is really interesting. And I just, I don't know, man. I just, I love them. <laughs> I just love them. And I love how she was able to reflect on it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I love that she understood the defensiveness aspect um, because I think a lot of us do that. I remember doing that. I've not and not per se what she was doing, but more or less just the acting. Is like there. if I did something really nice for him, the next moment I'd think, "Oh my god, like what the hell he's gonna think I'm like?" Yeah, like, it's just a lot. Of, of, do you know what I mean? And in, and that's me making myself feel like it's not okay to love someone and show them that you love them. And I feel like it's somewhat of it in my head. I'm like, oh, that's so cringe. Do you know what I mean? Or or it's like, oh no, don't give too much away or don't show them you love them too much because they're going to try and walk all over you. Yeah, yeah, you have those. And I feel like, I think that is a lot to do with just the conversations of love that we have with the people that we know in our Mm. lives. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the time, people often talk about the breakdowns in relationships and like how not to get a man to walk all over you and like how to make sure that um you know he treats you right so you've got to do this this and this but no one ever sits you down and says listen do you know I mean no one has those conversations about you know growth in yourself and him showing how you love someone do you know what I mean and it was really interesting to see that it was it was in lockdown that she yeah. started to notice these things so when forced. everything started slowing down yeah it's like she's starting to notice these things about her husband that I she know. probably didn't realize before because london is such a very toxic place to live like definitely so is. fast-paced I definitely so is. she's like right we've got a period of like and stand still exactly <laughs> and then it just you know and then I mean? it's just reignited the love <laughs> i love it but the other thing is and there's and that's so great for them because i feel like it's it's worked a wonder whereas like for lockdown for other couples it's it's been a breakdown because mm. they're like you're in forced proximity to really see who you like who you both are as people exactly and are you going to accept each other for who they are exactly um but the question that she asked at the end about do mums hold on to their children, I feel like, yeah, to some perspective and no. Yes, in the sense that I don't think, I think 
they expect you to have the same level of responsibility that you've had in the household as mm. before even though you've moved out and you have a family mm. they still kind of lean on you to like show them that support there's this girl on tiktok that says that she's the family manager <laughs> i don't know if you've seen her no. she's so funny she's like well, I'm is she married as well i don't know if she's her. married i think oh. she's living in the home but it just makes me laugh i just feel like the older sisters are always like the family managers do you know what i mean and mm. in some sense i feel like for the people that i've spoken to um and there's one person in my head that's coming to mind. I just feel like they lean on them for that support. But I don't think it's in a malicious way to like hold you back. Mm. I just think because our mums often need us and they need a lot of things. And if you're like the eldest person and you were holding the fort for a lot in yeah. terms, of, I just feel like it's natural for them to like go towards you for that but I feel like if she vocalized and in her mind when she wrote that email she was saying I felt like I needed to be there for my family to show them that I'm there but this is the thing it's like you you there's an expectation like you've set the bar quite high yeah in that you've shown that you can still be available for your family and also raise your own family which is too much like it takes a but it, it, it's a lot of pressure it's, it's a lot so I think if it, it was a case where she was unmarried and still living in the house and you know you've taken on all these responsibilities your mother is going to get used to the fact that you're already holding the fort. yeah so when you leave and you've got your own family she, I think the issue here is she hasn't kind of taken a step back from yeah from her family I feel like she's still very much doing the things that she She was still doing and you can't do both but I think it's the fear that she feels like she's letting down her family that's stopping her yeah no I I agree with that but it's like sometimes you've got to like it's really sad but you've got to put yourself first yeah you've got to put your family first because otherwise you're just going to stretch yourself thin like you don't need to go every Sunday no you know once a month if you do try and I mean it depends it's you and your family at the end of the day and what excuse me what works for you but to me in the email she wrote that she was going every week and it wasn't just for her family it was also the fact that she didn't want to feel like she was staying for her husband so he didn't make she didn't feel controlled by him when it wasn't controlling the case because she was overthinking it yeah because it was the decision that she made for her to continue to still do those like family ritual or rituals or family yeah, like yeah, just th- things that you were doing to help your family. But I, also, though, another thing is if you if you continue to like, let's say, for example, do the Sunday thing, it doesn't give your siblings the chance to, to kind up. of step up. Yeah, it doesn't give them the chance to step up and take on the responsibilities that you used to, which would in turn give you a bit of a breather mm. because you're still doing what you were doing before for your family and also what you're you're still maintaining your own family. it's just it's a lot is, yeah it's too much and the other thing I was going to add to that is if you just um if you took yourself away from the situation once you'd realize that they would survive like yeah. there'd be no calamity no nothing, nothing crazy would happen, would happen. <laughs> Someone would do whatever you were doing. Yeah. 
and all would be well. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But I think she's kind of realised that now when she said that she got into surgery and she didn't feel like she had the support yeah, from, she was her, supported. from her But side. I don't think that's malicious. No, I just think... It's literally like... And I don't even think it's people taking advantage of you. I think it's because of the choices that you've made to actively be there for yeah. your family has allowed them to think that you... Always be will, there. Will always be there. And you will always be there to take care of things. So them not kind of rushing to be by your side I don't think that's malicious at all no. I think it's just oh you know it's so a it's, choice that they just yeah, haven't made I'm just, yeah I'm just gonna say you know like Samira has has you know she just always comes over like, they probably don't even see it as yeah. her do you know what I mean she just yeah. always comes over she's always around like I don't think they see it as you um you know like you're doing, doing them. for them I don't think I think they're kind of used to it as well like yeah it's just complacency people mm. are just complacent with good you know just things operating well and the amount of effort that you give to someone isn't always going to be reciprocated it's not going to be the same effort that they give to you so then when you feel disappointed by that it it, it kind of ignites a reaction of rejection from you but really I don't think they saw it in that way do you know what I mean I I genuinely just don't think that they saw it as you know my sister is being super helpful around the house love that I just think they saw it as oh she's coming over again you know Sunday she's always here yeah (laughs) but I think like there's another thing about London and the London culture that we have and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this it's just people don't give each other time or like, I just, I don't know if it's people don't give each other time. I just don't think people have the time. I'll be honest. Mm. Everyone is so stuck in the cycle of nine to five school drop-offs, dentist appointments, just balaya. There's so much going on that mm. we don't have time for each other. So when someone has surgery, I would really try my hardest to like go see them. But if it doesn't happen that guilt eats me up because I'm like oh my god I didn't do it I didn't do it but Mm. it's because I literally did not have time do you know what I mean Mm. and those are I think I feel like those are things that we can work on I feel like back home people just have the capacity to do certain things and I don't know if it's capacity or if it's willingness to do it this is the thing I think we do have the capacity to do all of the things that you know we're supposed to do in terms of like sunnah Mm. I think we can do it but it's just that we it's we've just put ourselves in a routine and then sometimes it's like oh I I don't think I can do this because I, I've already got this to do mm, do you know what I mean mm, mm, mm. so it's just I don't know it's hard but we definitely have the capacity it's what we put in our heads what I think it's ourselves. the sense of community as well that we don't have I don't feel like um yeah the, the the sense of community and what I'm talking about is like when someone's sick back home everyone goes to see them but you can still visit sick people here. Yeah, you can. But I just feel like there's there's a sense of selfishness in this in in the way that Absolutely. we all live. No, but it's obviously like Western, like do you know what I mean? Individualism. I, just, I just don't think we I get think there about is an it. element of that. But also, I just it's like we can't allow ourselves to be indoctrinated by Western values in, to the point where we're unable to do things like visit the sick or or you know keep the ties of kinship. I think all of these things can be done. It's literally what we tell ourselves. Uh, can I uh, do I have capacity to do this yes or no um do I have time to do this yes or no we we have the time (laughs) because a lot of it goes on just us scrolling on TikTok do you know Mm. what I mean we do have the time it's just that that sometimes I think it's changing your mindset though so 100% it's like a mindset I need to do this 
Um, and then the other thing I was going to touch on is sometimes I feel like, and I'm talking, I'm, I don't know how to say this without this sounding really mean, but I just feel like sometimes people just don't give a shit in the sense that, not about her, mm. but in the sense that like, there's just so, people have so much going on in their mind and you just... Yeah. You just put yourself in your bed and you go on your phone just to forget about your own problems. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's... I don't know how people can get themselves out of that. Yeah. I think it's... Do you know what? Stepping out of the house sometimes is a massive trick. It is. And like... It's, you know, some people are like so depressed they can't even get out of bed. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like it's, it's, it's a real like thing. People would never look at you and think, oh, she she's depressed. Yeah. Let's give her some grace. Honestly. They would just think, no, she's fine. Like, she's still fully functioning. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I just... I, I just I feel like there's, there's a lot of from. things that factor into it. But I do definitely agree with Colton. There's a lot that we can do. I know. But we also have to understand as well that, you know, Shaitan is our biggest enemy in this mm-hmm. world. And he's really out here just misguiding everyone and you know making sure that they don't fulfill those things i agree so you know what it is it's just there's a lot there's a lot there's just so much honestly and i just feel like well done to you for getting through this um and well done to you for rekindling this marriage your marriage and you know showing growth because now it just it really motivates others because i feel like People often get stuck in the cycle of if something's not working, that's it. You know what I mean? You just end move it. on, you end it, you yeah. get a divorce, whatever. I haven't spoken to my husband in about three weeks. Let's get a divorce. Do you know what I mean? And I just feel like it's really nice to hear stories like this because small things like that can really improve a relationship. Mm. And it's just and it just shows like them commu- them being forced to communicate in close proximity cooking together doing things together and you know another thing I've said like as a couple and I was speaking about this to my husband like as a couple if you the only thing you do together is watch like watch tv or watch shows it's just so like it's sad like you need to go out you need to like do active things like it doesn't even need to be activities but like just do things that you both like just just, to engage that and I know it's hard if you've got children yeah but does that not go back to like the whole complacency yeah it is like you've got to hold before routines and stuff it really does like stop you from doing the things that make you you yeah and sometimes I swear to god I could be having the worst day ever but if I just go out and take a walk if I just even go as far as Sainsbury's and back, I feel instantly better. Like yeah. in the daytime, not at night. Yeah. But I just feel instantly better. But it's the idea that marriage is work and you've got to re you both have to work at it. And in order to do that, you have to come out of your comfort zone, yeah, do things that you're not happy things. with. You've got to do things together. Together. Do you know what I mean? If you wanna if you want to do that pottery class, do it. Bring him along. He might feel anxious about it, but you might start seeing him enjoying it. And then it's like another thing that you've got in common mm. that you can carry on. And it's about building it's about building the relationship, but you need to have the blocks to build it. And if you if you've got nothing in common and you're not doing anything together, and like the only things that you're doing is the daily routine of like picking up the kids or let's yeah. do the shopping. It's gonna get it's boring. Just sad. 
yeah. and it's going to get depressing and you're not going to like each other anymore yeah um so yeah it's really nice that they're you know they're taking time out for themselves taking time out being in the kitchen cooking together that's a really nice thing i know i love that i hope long may it continue Right, so now we're doing another story, another happy story. And we love happy stories, guys. Just keep them coming, honestly. Right, salam, guys. Since you wanted a nice and happy story, I thought I might share how my husband and I met. I am from a Pakistani family living in Germany. In our culture, people usually meet up at an arranged meeting at home of the potential bride. Then the guy and the girl can chat. Sometimes there are stricter families who only let them chat in front of their parents. Since my parents are religious but very chilled about this, they want me and my sisters to meet the right person and not divorce after a month lol. We usually greet the family, the parents talk and the guy and I uh, talk downstairs with an open door. At this point of the story, I was really annoyed by meeting people like this. At this point of the story, I was really annoyed by meeting people like this. Even though I love my parents, my mother especially thought she knows better than me. Normally before someone visits, they they would send a picture of him and basic data like what does he study, work, what he does, um, what he does for the mask, like volunteering, etc. And things like their age and height. I am not really proud of this, but sometimes there were proposals from guys shorter than me (laughs) or there was no physical attraction on my end. I know that's not nice to say, but I'm searching for a lifelong partner. (laughs) I agree with you, sis. Even if I say no to these proposals, my mum would still invite them over. Oh my God, how awkward. That is a bit awkward. Um, Also, another point is that many aunties approached me at functions of the mosque or weddings and wanted to talk to my mum about marriage. This all stressed me so much that I started to feel angry. I kept saying I won't meet them. They are ugly, too short, uneducated, etc. I did not know how else to express my anger. Thinking back, I deeply regret how rude I was. I mean, sometimes you've just got to be honest. After a few years of searching, some potential proposals, some guys wanted to take it further and get a second meeting at the house or fix a date. I started to think that there is something wrong with me. So many people came over to our house and I felt like this is the one. At one point, even my grandpa came over with a potential proposal, but I kept declining. All my aunties told me to lower my standards and get it together. My marriage would be the first in my family. Pressure. Now, this is my 22nd birthday. I have plans to eat out with my friends, but my mum invited a family over. Without asking me, I was so mad at this point, I thought I would meet someone at uni. I have never been in a relationship or something like that, so no idea would have... So no idea how that would have happened. Probably would have died alone at this point. <laughs> then I see... It's a bit morbid. I know. Then I see the bio of the boy. He is 28 while I'm just turning 22. Oh, that's a, nice, that's a nice age gap. Six years, yeah. yeah. He started university. Um, started university at 28? 
No, listen. He started university two times but quit both majors and now is working at a good company. He just recently moved to the city that's far away from my parents because of work. My mum invited him over because she liked his mum and the family is very active in our mosque. They are meant to arrive at two o'clock. Suddenly my dad gets a call. They had to drive back and take another car and therefore they will be late. What happens was that they wanted to come with their sister-in-law but the car was very low and there was too many passengers and the car kept scratching the street and they had to leave the sister-in-law at home and take the guy's Mercedes. They are now, they're now, so they're now on their way and they call my dad again. We again have some problems with the car. We'll fix them and inshallah we'll come back at three. There was literal oil in the motor and they somehow went to a different route than usual and detected a problem ahead of time. Since the guy knows a bit about cars, he takes it to the gas station and tries to fix it. It's August, it's hot, and I still don't want them to come. My dad tells me and my sisters pray for them so they have a safe journey. And my only reply is, I will pray that they don't come. Meanwhile, the guy was also very stressed out. They start the car and make it to our house. At the house, they all meet my parents in the living room upstairs. My mother forced me to say hi, so I come up and only talk to his parents. We haven't even looked at each other. And my mum breaks the ice and tells us to talk downstairs. (laughs) We sit down and we finally talk. My first question is, did you ever have a girlfriend? (laughs) He looks at me and he looks at me to see if I'm being serious. And he laughs and said no. And to prove to me that he's being honest, he tells me about all the bad haram things he's done in his life and that he regrets now. I was shocked at how honest he was and we had just met. Suddenly we kept talking and laughing and my mum brings my birthday cake and that my sister made me. He only then noticed that it was my birthday. He later told me that his parents also made him go to our house and that he just wanted to relax that weekend. He had a rough day moving to his new apartment and had been driving for almost seven hours to get home for the weekend. He had not looked at my picture or how old I am. He later told me that he also initially wanted to meet someone the same age or two years younger. Through all the car breakdowns, he wanted to break, he wanted to run back home, but his parents kept saying that my family's waiting and that would be rude. He did not want to get a haircut. His dad kept pressuring him to to get one. Mm-hmm. Um but he didn't want one so he felt like that was a problem after talking to him i knew in my heart that this is my nasib and he is the one that i wanted to marry and he felt the same we met once more and two months later we were engaged there was still no problem there were still some problems with the distance if i moved to his apartment i would have to stop going to university and i would have and that would have been a seven hour drive for me from my family and I did not have a license. But Alhamdulillah, two months before the wedding, he was offered a position elsewhere. We literally are one hour away from the family and one hour away from his. Finding a flat was really difficult and he found a nice flat a month before our wedding, Alhamdulillah. We have now been married for almost two years and I honestly can say I found my soulmate. He's the most caring, compassionate person I know and he's so patient with me, Alhamdulillah. I'm so grateful that our parents forced us to meet. Probably not the right way way but alhamdulillah for everything even after the hard times you need to have faith in Allah that he'll never disappoint you God found so many ways to help us and I think that's because our parents prayers and good deeds so grateful to have met my husband and that our families love each other his parents are like mine and so are his brothers and my sisters are so happy to finally have a brother and they put a photo in there (laughs) 
Oh my god. She goes, also I wanted to say that I love your podcast and I sent a photo of me and my oh, husband so that you guys so can cute. see. You guys you, look so adorable. You guys look I love beautiful. my bed. Oh my gosh, she looks so nice. Wow. I love this dress. Oh, I love this dress. This is Germany. Ooh. Beautiful house if that's your house behind. Oh, I love this story. And I just love how they both didn't want to meet, but then they it's like a movie. Yeah. It I was meant that. to happen. It was like serendipity. Oh my god, it's a great movie. Serendipity is a lovely movie. But yeah, um, and also she was like really worried about her university. But then you know Allah finds a way, and he ended up getting a job where she was able to still go. Yeah, so she was still able to go, and then they found a flat that was like an hour away from both families. So it was just meant to be. She's it was very wholesome. Love that. I do. I love it too. And I think it's the idea that she just felt really under pressure to get married, and the fact that she stuck to her ground and didn't just get married to someone that she didn't want was yeah. great. But also, I like the support from the family as well bringing Sutra after Sutra I know some of them weren't to your taste mm. however you persevered and you and got I your man you got your mans or whatever or whatever <laughs> anyway guys oh, I love a good happy ending I know oh, I don't really like, I'm just pleased with that story I know and I just love that we had a picture at the end I, I can know, just visualise them they just look so cute we never get pictures sent to us I know we don't Anyway, guys, that is our love stories. That's our love series. Love series. Next week, week. we'll be back with the trash talk. I'm joking, no. But honestly. We'll be back with the ratchet scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that just shows us, guys, that love exists. And it's there. And there's good relationships. And there's amazing marriages. And people grow together. And they love each other. And you know what? We're excited for it because we love love. I want more happy stories. I want more happy stories. Honestly, at one point I was going to cry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Guys, honestly, I just feel like I love when... And you know what? These kind of stories just show... It gives you hope, but also it shows you like a different example, a different perspective. Like if you're going through something shit and you just hear this, it just makes you feel like, you know what? Something good can happen in mine. And like it really warms your heart. Sometimes we need like heartwarming stories, things that make you like still believe that that love love exists. (laughs) Anyway, guys, that is the end of our episode. If you've got any more happy stories, please send them through so we can read them, inshallah. No, please, I'm really in my feelings at the moment. So send happy stories only, just for a few weeks. Please. But then if we if we're feeling a little bit naughty, we might chuck in a cheeky cheeky Reddit scenario. Mm. Indeed. Anyway, just to balance out the universe, you know, balance is good. The yin and the yang, the good and the evil, and there we have it. The happy, the sad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and to download our episodes. We love love you. you. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 